0: This is Media Sales Mastery, the podcast for media sales professionals. In each episode, we bring you information, insights, ideas, and interviews from some of the industry's top thought leaders. Head to mediasalesmastery.com to help pick the topic and guide the show.
1: This is Media Sales Mastery, the podcast for media sales professionals. I'm your host, Jamie Wood. Look, bit of a different approach to this fortnight's episode. Uh, I'm actually going to rebroadcast my keynote speech from Radio Days Asia, uh, which occurred month before last. Unfortunately, this one was supposed to be in person over in Kuala Lumpur, had to be postponed for obvious reasons, uh, but fortunately was still able to be run as a virtual event. The topic I spoke on was called Digital Sales Mastery um, and Mastering the Integrated sell. So basically, it was really about how to sell digital media if you are from a traditional publisher. Um, although it was for a radio conference, it's very similar to a webinar I did for a TV radio group out of Sri Lanka, um, another multimedia business group out of South Africa as well. And hopefully, there's a few insights you can sort of take away no matter what media you sell. Hopefully. Um, It did obviously have a deck and it had a lot of visuals with it, so you'll need to suspend your disbelief. But again, um, it's something that I'm actually really quite happy to share. So uh, reach out to me if you'd like to see it. Hang around after that. Uh, We do have the regular segment. I can't ask my sales manager that. Um, I'll be tackling a great listener question that came through. I feel a bit ill-equipped because normally I throw to the guest on an episode, whereas uh, for this fortnight, I'll be tackling this one on my own. And uh, another one that I just wanted, a quick shout out to Morgan Y. and her uh, boss, Roger Cutsforth. Um, I hope I pronounced that right. Now, both of these guys work at Bauer Media Group in the UK, and I know they've just recently discovered the podcast um, and have shared it with the team. So thank you. It's uh, it's really nice to hear feedback. It's great to hear that uh, the podcast has relevance and utility for people working in media sales all around the world. So thank you very much. I uh, really appreciate it. And certainly keep the feedback, questions, and positive ratings on Apple and other podcast platforms coming. Uh, without any further ado, here is the Keynote. Media
0: Sales Mastery.
1: In terms of today's agenda, I want to give some inspiration to think differently about digital. Uh, I want to give some tips for how to sell with confidence. I want to provide some examples of some easy wins that can be had, and often digital revenue in radio is about looking for the accumulation of those easy wins. And finally, some of the most common questions that I get on the podcast around this topic, I'm going to cover them off in detail. So thinking differently about digital, well, let's be really clear here that selling digital media is hard. If you're having a hard time with it, I'm not surprised. You're competing in a very tight marketplace with people who specialize in selling digital media, both publishers and agencies. You're often selling to clients who are becoming quite digitally savvy, and a lot of media salespeople from radio are saying, I'm quite intimidated when my client knows more about digital than I do. The next one is that the digital landscape is constantly changing, and it can often be a challenge just to keep up. So these are the things I learned the hard way, and I'm hoping I can spare you some of the heartache. The first one is that competing directly with digital publishers and agencies is a battle you won't win. They are just far too good at what they do, and it's their core business. You have unique selling points and attributes in your digital offering, and I believe you actually have more than you may realize. Digital jargon, in particular, is something that really distracts us from what is most important, and that is the audience that we are looking to engage intercept and influence and finally bringing simplicity to the complex is the real secret to digital revenue success so think about it in a more simple approach or a more simple way of thinking about it or a more intuitive way of thinking about it would be to think about the four points of leverage when selling and talking about your digital proposition it really links back to one of these your brands the fact that they're known they're trusted people understand what they represent your talent and the relationship that that talent has with the audience across any touchpoint. The content they create, in particular, some of the more creative radio talent we see these days are really pushing the boundaries of what they do in the social realm, in the video realm, and certainly podcasting as well. And then finally, the ecosystem, the various different platforms that your content can be distributed and engaged with by the audience. When we think about selling with confidence and not jargon you want to link back to those four points of leverage that we talk about because we can all confidently talk about our brands our talent the content they do and the ecosystem so think about that audience-led approach to selling my strong view is that you should always be thinking audience-led irrespective of what channel or what platform you're selling we used to go to market and say that radio was the first media touch point of the day where we got our news, traffic, weather, had a bit of a laugh on the commute to work. But we know that actually most people wake up and scroll through their social. So could your breakfast team be doing a fun social post in the morning for a client's brand? Obviously, radio being that key commuting companion while people are going into work. But are we leveraging our email databases to hit them with a message when they sit down at their desk and start their work day? Do we give consideration to people who are streaming from their desktop and listening to the radio and think about what opportunities there might be there to serve a client message? What are we doing on our website while people might be sitting at their desk eating lunch to give them that desktop experience and integrate a client's brand in? Certainly that 3pm pickup, the coffee in the afternoon where people might be scrolling through their phone. There might be another touch point there or an opportunity to have something socially. Radio, certainly that constant companion on the drive home. And then increasingly, you know, I believe the stat was in Australia, over 60% of podcasts are listened to in the home, and are predominantly done when people are doing things like cooking, cleaning, walking the dog, or any other sort of mundane chore where the hands and the eyes might be quite occupied, but they've got the opportunity to then still engage with some great content. So when thinking audience first, it's actually about thinking strategically with these questions. You know, why would these touch points be on the media plan, be it social, desktop, EDM, podcast? What is the user journey? What is it that we are wanting the audience to do in terms of taking action? Why are they going to that platform? What is the need state? Why would I go to a podcast versus listening to drive radio? Why would I watch a show's social video versus go to a desktop? What's the need state? And the most important thing when building a campaign across digital is to really think about it. Does this create a richer experience for the audience? Does it allow you to target more need states? Does it allow you to tell more of the client's story across different platforms? Does it actually have some value for the audience? When we think about the easy wins that can be had, it very much comes down to asking these types of questions. So, if you don't brainstorm regularly, which I'm surprised I'd be surprised if anyone who works in radio doesn't, these are some of the questions that you might want to have at the end of a brainstorm with an eclectic group of people to make sure you've considered all possible digital opportunities. Have we simply considered all of our assets? Could this idea be supported by more than just an on-air touch point? Could this idea live somewhere else entirely? I can see a lot of content directors probably shaking their head going, Yep, I'm really sick of these ideas that people think should live in breakfast, why can't they do that socially and then use radio to amplify that? Next question, are we amplifying radio with digital or is it the other way around? What is the digital ecosystem of this brand, talent or show and how can we tap into that and leverage that? And finally, most importantly when selling an integrated solution, is do all of these pieces work together? Does this feel like a well thought out, well considered integrated campaign that is going to help the client achieve their objective. Here's some examples of putting those types of easy wins and asking those questions into practice. We all have the on-air promotion where we Promote it on air, we drive people to the website to enter their details. But think about all the other opportunities that you might have digitally to promote a competition. You could have a social video with your talent promoting the competition and thanking the sponsor personally. You could have a social post promoting the competition and tag the clients brand in. You could have a client branded newsletter or a specific offer emailed to any competition entrant who gives their email address. Rather than putting display advertising on your station website, promoting your brand, your client's brand or product, why not use the display advertising to help drive competition entries? And, you know, certainly podcasting uh, pre-rolls are becoming more of the inventory that we have at our disposal, but rather than putting a radio commercial or a client commercial there... Maybe we could also use that as another touchpoint to help promote the client's competition. These are all things you can charge for. These are all things that absolutely carry a value and are digital assets. Not convinced? Here's another example. Think about content distribution when selling show sponsorships. Every breakfast show in radio has the ability for a sponsor to partner with that show and to have an association with that brand But if we think across a given day at the multiple opportunities for that show and that brand to interact with the audience, we actually miss a lot of opportunities, particularly digitally. So this is a day in the life of an average consumer. And look at all of these opportunities for them to be impacted by that breakfast show or that morning show. So when thinking about content distribution when selling a sponsorship, it allows you to ask the question of how do we integrate the sponsor's brand into these additional touch points? We're pretty good at doing it on air, but are we maximizing the value of the social opportunity? Do we have the ability to create some unique content behind the scenes? Could we have something as simple as the client's product or logo in the studio whenever we film the talent in the studio and see that out socially? Certainly in the world of catch-up podcasts or best-of podcasts, do we do something clever with a native announcer read at the start for the pre-roll? And most importantly, let's not get too overwhelmed here with all these touch points. Let's just think about one or two that we can add to the plan that might have a monetary value, allow us to demonstrate our digital offering, and gets the audience, or sorry, I should say, gets the advertiser thinking a little differently about us as a radio brand The final one, your questions answered. Now, I'm racing through this because I'm mindful of my set time, but these are the key questions that I'm constantly asked on the podcast. There's actually a segment I do called I Can't Ask My Sales Manager That. These are the ones that always come up when we talk digital, particularly from traditional media outlets. What are the KPIs when evaluating digital? And unfortunately, the reality is it's really dependent on the campaign objective. If you want reach, it's about getting more eyeballs on the campaign, on the client's message, on the product. If it's about engagement, it's about deeper integration, either getting deeper integration with the brand or the talent or looking at more long form content opportunities. If it's about a call to action, then it's about building a strategic approach, demonstrating how every touch point is going to push that person through the funnel and through the purchase journey And most importantly, what we have to remember is that no matter what we sell, it's got to be led by the client's objectives and not an inventory objective that we have. Unique selling points, it really comes down to what I talked about earlier, the four points of leverage. Think about your brand, your talent, your content and the ecosystem at your disposal. Think about your ability to target people in the right need states. The right content at the right time on the right platform is a really powerful mix when selling your digital content and your digital suite of products. It's always got to be that 1 plus 1 equals 3 greater than the sum of its parts. Do these things work together and deliver a significantly better outcome when they are paired together rather than feeling ancillary or a bolt-on? And finally, Don't miss the opportunity that you have with your radio network. You've got that broadcast reach to turbocharge what you do with your digital activity. So use it where you can. It's a different opportunity than anyone in a digital publisher has, is the ability to use radio to amplify. From a pricing point of view, and look, I could go into this all day. All I can say is in my experience, itemized costings are challenging. You're better off creating a cohesive digital package and charging one fee for it. Underpin your solution with a strong strategic rationale. Talk about the client's objectives, outcomes versus CPM, and you'll find it becomes very difficult for them to unbundle it. And always remember to position this as incremental audience to what the client is paying for with their broadcast radio schedule. This gives you an extension into more audience and allows you to make your dollar work harder. People always ask about how do we package inventory to make it look attractive, and the reality is you want to make it simple, to understand and make it simple to implement. You wanna talk from the perspective of the audience or the end user, and simple visual tools like the one on the screen there are very handy in demonstrating how it all works together in a given day. In terms of tips for pitching, and I've got about 12, 12 seconds left here guys, but this framework to me has been the best way to actually sell a complex digital solution to a client. Bring it back to the four anchor points. What is their challenge? What is an audience insight? What is their approach? And then what does that solution look like? That brings simplicity to the complex and that makes your your idea and your solution campaignable and easy to sell. So time to recap. How do we think differently about digital? Well, it's about the brand, the talent, the content, and the ecosystem. Talk about your digital product the same way you talk about your radio brands. You can talk confidently across those four things, I guarantee it. Sell with confidence and not jargon think and talk about the audience first and then reverse engineer that to talk about how your digital proposition can intercept, engage and influence the audience. Look for those easy wins. and Always consider all of your assets. Always ask those questions at the end of a brainstorm. And if you want any more questions answered, time for my shameless plug. Subscribe to my podcast, send me your question. I'm happy to get into it. My name's Jamie Wood. Again, thank you so much for having me here. It's a bit of a career highlight to be invited to be a guest today. I wish you all the best in your journey of selling digital revenue, and I want to thank you very much for spending some time with me
0: today. I can't ask my sales manager that. Okay, this
1: fortnight's question comes from Riley. Uh, Riley is based in the UK, and uh, here it is.
0: Hey, Jamie, do you have any advice for how to convert a conversation or general presentation with a client into a live brief? My sales manager is always pushing me to do more proactive proposals, and when I come back from meetings, he asks me if I've picked up a brief. I always have good conversations with clients, but they don't just volunteer to brief me, and I don't know how to ask for it without sounding weird or creating more work for them.
1: Yeah, look, that's a fairly common issue. One of the first things, just reflecting on your question that I'd say is, are you doing your pre-meeting preparation? So it's all well and good to have a research piece or a product update or some sort of deck to take out and present to the client. Um, That's important. And it's great to hear that you've got a lot of that collateral. But before you take it to your clients, you know, if you're presenting it to 10 different people in the market, have you actually sat down for three to five minutes and done your meeting preparation? Have you decided who you're taking it to, why you're taking it to them, and what the outcome of the meeting is going to be. You know, if it is just to generally inform them and keep them updated, that's fine. But if you want to get to a place where you're extracting live revenue opportunities and briefs, you really need to make sure that you have that game plan set in your mind before you actually go and do the meeting. Uh, One of the things I totally understand and fully acknowledge and, you know, still struggle with is, yeah, it can be hard sometimes to, you know, Get them to give you a brief off the back of a presentation. Um, one of the things that I'd recommend is is just softening the way you ask it, um, and and maybe asking early up. So when you set the agenda for the presentation, if it's a a product. That uh, you think is relevant for them and for a particular client of theirs, if it's an agency, or or for their business, if it's a larger client, you know, let them know early on. Hey, you know, we want to bring you something. We wanted to bring it to you because we think it's really relevant and could do a great job for your brand or this client. Um, in this fashion, you know, and we'd love you to give us some feedback because ultimately, if this feels relevant and applicable, we'd love if we could actually. Put a proposal to you um, harnessing this particular opportunity or product. So, you know, in setting the agenda, you actually set the expectation that the reason you're there is to, at the end of this, discuss what a potential proactive opportunity or a brief off the back of the presentation could look like. Um, One of the other things that can kind of work at the end, and this is a really soft way to ask, is just to go, look, we're really excited by this. We really want to prove the power of this and how it could translate to, you know, to your brand or your client. Um, would you indulge us with a brief? We'd love to just be able to put something to you um, so that we can showcase how this could work against a specific objective um, or a specific campaign you know, that you have running. And one of the other things that can work really well, um, and look, it requires you to do a lot more work, but if we think about the current market we're in where everybody's time poor, is utilizing a reverse brief. So you know, a reverse brief is a a really handy tool where you effectively write the brief on the client's behalf, you issue them the brief, and then all they need to do is review it, potentially sign off, or make some small adjustments. So you're effectively taking all of the work away from them and it becomes a really easy thing for them to then review and sign off. Um, again, you don't want to be doing it all the time. But if you've got a particularly time poor client, if you've got a particularly uh, you know big opportunity and you're concerned that they might not have the bandwidth or the desire to write a full brief themselves, um, it's a really handy tool to use as well. So those are some things to consider, Riley. Um, Again, I don't profess to be the absolute expert here. I normally throw to an expert and I normally curate these questions in a way that they play to the sweet spot of the guest. Um, But if you do have any further questions on that, if you'd like to see what a potential reverse brief template could look like, uh, feel free to hit me up again um, or anyone in the audience for that matter. And I'm very happy to share that with you. There we go. That's kind of it for this fortnight. A bit of a short sharp on this week. Um, I won't lie. I'm being a bit lazy and just recycling a bit of content rather than creating something new. However, the next fortnight's episode we have is going to be really cool. It's all about constructing a killer pitch. So please tune in for that one. Very excited to jump into that and actually have two or three other kind of cool ideas bubbling away in the back of my mind based on some questions and some feedback I'm getting. As always, you know, please subscribe to the podcast, please share it on LinkedIn, please reach out to me, um, you know, I do this as a bit of a passion project, I don't make money from this, I don't uh, necessarily sort of have any grand ambition for this other than just I really enjoy it and and I like contributing to the industry, so, um, you know, the feedback and the questions and the interactivity I get um, and more people discovering the podcast is uh, is always really, really good motivating factor for me, uh, so I appreciate your support. Um, that's it from me. Have an amazing fortnight of selling media wherever you are. Shout out to my 25 listeners in Anchorage, Alaska. Uh, that was pretty cool. It's actually the second most popular city for listens, which I found quite funny. And uh, till next time,
0: all the best. You've been listening to Media Sales Mastery, the podcast for media sales professionals. Head to mediasalesmastery.com to help pick the topic, guide the show, and don't forget to subscribe to receive new episodes each week. (laughs)